The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to Doing It Braille Digitally for January 28th, 2023. I first want to thank everyone for attending and participating. If you were not here, there would not be a reason for a call. I also would like to thank um, Herbie, not Herbie, um, Darcy for moderating and streaming and broadcasting. Although I do want to thank um, Herbie and Chanel for their continual support of me and attendance of my calls. And I also want to thank Natalie for hosting today in Zoom. Um, and Dan will be presenting in a few minutes, and I want to thank him now for that. But first, I do want to give you some information about what is coming or what has happened in the news of Braille and digital Braille recently. Um, I first want to let you know that I thought I had this saved, but I don't. Um, I don't have the list of features, but there is a new version of the Duxbury Braille Translator out. Uh, it just got, or it's coming, or it just got released very recently within the last week or two. And um, <clears throat> supposedly it has some very exciting new things. I have not used Duxbury in quite a few years, so I'm not sure what all the changes are or what they mean or what their differences between the previous version. Uh, I do want to ask very briefly um, if there's anyone attending who has uh, gotten the new version or um, uses Duxbury and, and, and has more knowledge of it, of the new version. And if so, you can raise your hand and Natalie or Darcy can call on you. Um, and, and if not, we will move on to the next news item. Do we have anybody, Natalie or Darcy? No. Nope. Not at this time. Okay. All right. Well, I will try and get more information when, if I can find the article that I had. Uh, there was an item in Top Tech Tidbits, if any of you get that. Um, also, there was a really good article posted, and I, I'm trying to figure out how to get that to everyone because um, it's in text. I'd have to record it maybe. But there was a good article that uh, Scott Davert, who is a really very, um, uh, very informed uh, Braille display aficionado, <coughs> on comparing the five best or the five braille displays for 2023 and he apparently did an article last year doing the same thing i i'm sure that i read it at that time but i don't remember it um in any case he linked to it in the article and i thought about recording it and reading it but i don't know if i'm going to do that or not but it's a really good article and um, you can always email me uh, if you'd like to present on your braille display or you want that article you can email me at doing braille digitally at gmail.com and last but not least chanel has informed me that she has an updated um, information news item on the Hable one yes there oh is that okay to go ahead Yep. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, there is actually an update for the Hable One. Uh, there's been a bit of confusion about the updates. There was a December update, which, and then a January update. Now the January update is being supported in a, the Hable One app, which has been newly released. Um, unfortunately, when you look for the app in the App Store, you have to scroll through about 12 different results before you get to it. Uh, but in order to use the app, you have to install 
install the December update first. And unfortunately, that can only be done with a Windows PC. But one thing um, that people might really like about the new update, and I don't think the support is out yet, but it says coming soon, and that is the ability to use the Hable in EBAE, or the old grade two, as some people like to call it. So there were some people when I gave the Hable presentation last month who had some reservations about it because they couldn't, they'd have to use UEB. Well, soon that may no longer be the case. And uh, one of the other things you can now do with the update is turn voiceover on and off, which really I don't think you need the Hable to do that. But in order for that to work, you have to enable full keyboard access. I did have some problems with updating to where I couldn't switch into grade two, but I ran all the update process again and switched my language to English again. And some people have had that problem, some haven't, but uh, that is the Hable for you. Thank you, Chanel. That is a real statement right there. If, if they are releasing an update uh, in order to allow people to be able to type in the Braille format that is supposedly going, trying to, they're trying to make obsolete and people <laughs> turn from. That is a statement to how well or not well UEB is um, is being received. <laughs> that or they just want to make more money, you know, because they, they uh, whatever, they, they know so many people don't want to yeah. change. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm, thank you know, you. I'm thinking about it and trying to, but thank you for the update. Yep. And now we will move to our presentation for this call, and that is going to be done for you today by Dan Teveld. He is going to talk about the Mantis Q40 Braille display, which is a Braille display I have seen and I really wish I had, but when I got mine, I economically, the Brilliant was what I could really get to and afford. So, um, Dan, you can go ahead and we can hear all about the great Mantis and what it can do. Because everybody I know that has one loves it. So there you go. Thanks. Uh, this product's been around about two years and it got a lot of attention when it was introduced because it's unique uh, as far as Braille displays go because it has a QWERTY keyboard instead of a eight dot. Perkins style keyboard. And it's interesting how the device came about. According to podcasts I've listened to, um, teachers, uh, TVIs were reporting to APH that they were concerned that when their students got braille displays or note takers, that when they used their computers, they were leaving them behind. They weren't using them with the computers and they wanted to figure out a way uh, to accomplish that. And uh, Larry Scootcon, who many people will know in the technology world, uh, designed the product and came up with the idea that um, perhaps combining a QWERTY keyboard with a braille display would be a good solution. And APH showed the Mantis at the Consumer Electronics Association meeting, I think, in uh, January of 2020. And the product was uh, released <clears throat> soon after. Uh, uh, the Mantis is made by Humanware for APH based on APH's specifications. So if you use um, one of the humanware, the newer humanware displays like the 
brilliant 20 or 40, or if you use the e-reader or the chameleon, you'll be uh, familiar with many of the uh, interfaces. Um, I got the Mantis for when I was in school studying programming, my goals sort of changed, but uh, the device, I still use it. And it works with Windows, uh, iOS, uh, Chromevox. I have not, I don't have a Chromebook, so I haven't tested it. Uh, but with Chrome um, Box, it works only by a USB connection. Uh, with Windows and iOS, it works USB and I believe Bluetooth. I have not tried a Bluetooth connection with a uh, computer, but I have tried it with a phone and it was easy to set up. Um, unfortunately, it does not work with Android. Uh, with Bluetooth, there are other ways of getting around that. And I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, it's unfortunate there are times that I would just like to be able to sit at one keyboard and do everything. And, uh, and unfortunately, I'm not able to do that. Uh, as far as what the Mantis looks like, it looks like a laptop keyboard. It doesn't have insert page up, page down, uh, applications key, but it does have a control. At the bottom, basically, it looks like a normal QWERTY keyboard in the bottom row, row from left to right. You have control, FN. Um, Windows, Alt, and then the space bar, and on the right side, Alt, Control, and then the arrow keys. And then the rest of the computer, uh, the keyboard, you have letters and numbers, and the 12 function keys, and then to write to the and escape at the very left, just like you'd expect on a uh, keyboard. And then the very rightmost key is um, a delete key, which when you're using it, um, with a computer, it deletes a character. Um, I believe uh, I haven't really experimented much with the. I know when the when the product was new, there was a way to switch between grade one and grade two in the editor. Uh, I believe it was using F twelve or the delete one of the two. Uh, but now that uh, APH added a braille editor if you open it it will automatically switch your keyboard to grade two whatever uh, code you've set up and you use the home row to write text just like you would if you were using a program like perky duck which is a uh, duxbury uh, program and i also think that uh NVDA has some kind of add-on where you can write from the Braille keyboard. Um, the Mantis has the same internal applications as the Brilliant uh, online services, file manager, calculator. And uh, in fact, I'm going to the menu now. So the, um, there is an editor user guide, online services, settings, date and time, calculator, 
file manager library terminal. Uh, some difference, unlike the uh, new Brilliant, it does not have a Victor Reader app. Uh, it doesn't have speech. Um, some people. We lose Dan? What? I think we did. I was He's just muted. about to ask if, because I didn't know if the problem was on my end or. Okay. I know. Yeah. I, I didn't know either. Was it? No, okay. it's, it's him. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. You're back yes. now. I have no idea. I accidentally bumped the mute button. <laughs> I muted myself. I don't know how, how that happened. Maybe I'm sorry about that. Uh, I hope you didn't miss much. Um, I was talking about the applications that uh, the Mantis has, the file manager, editor, braille editor, uh, online services, calculator, date and time, uh, user guide, and settings. And most of those are the same that you will find on the Brilliant displays, except the Brilliant also has Victor Reader app for playing books, and it also has speech. Um, the online services that the Mantis supports are new, NFB Newsline uh, book, and Bookshare. It does not support NLS, but you can... Uh, download NLS books and unzip them and copy them to your Mantis and you'll be fine. Uh, I, I've, I would say comparative-wise, comparing the uh, Brilliant and the Mantis as far as the internal applications, I haven't seen much difference. They both work well. Uh, when you... Uh, uh, oh, I forgot. I should explain the thumb keys. The uh, for people who are familiar with humanware devices, the Mantis has um, four thumb keys uh, from left to right. They're previous, left, and then in the middle is the home button, which go, takes you to the menu, and the right panning, uh, right panning key, and then the right, um, the next button. And you can you can redefine the, all of those in settings as you can on the Braille, on the Brilliant. Um, I think if you want to change the key assignments, if you're using Windows or on your iPhone, you'll have to do it through the, uh, uh, the, your screen reader. Uh, another difference uh, with the Mantis and older displays, and this is also true of the humanware displays, is that they use the new HID standard from uh, that Google and Apple and Microsoft agree to. So that means that when you get your Mantis and you um, uh, 
configure it with the screen reader, at least with NVDA, you don't need to do in anything with the settings. It detects it automatically. And uh, most of the time you'll have Braille. I, some people reported uh, not being able to get Braille uh, output when they used NVDA, but I never had any trouble. If you're using JAWS, you have to go to the um, Braille options and add the Mantis as a display, but it, it, it is supported. I haven't, I haven't used it with JAWS, uh, but I do know that people have, and um, when you're using it with an iOS device, instead of connecting it to uh, defining it in the voiceover uh, Braille settings, you define it in Bluetooth settings, just like you would define any other Bluetooth device. If you're using the Mantis with iOS, you'll be using the uh, QWERTY keyboard voiceover commands instead of um, Braille. And that's taken some getting used to me. And honestly, I've never been that comfortable using QWERTY voiceover commands. So I'm using my Brilliant with my iPhone because it's something I'm more familiar with. I'm, I'm sure those of you who use the uh, Mac environment won't have any trouble adjusting to uh, using the Mantis with an iPhone. And uh, I would I would say the primarily primary intent of the Mantis was really to be a um, a terminal for your computer and uh, iPhone or or whatever type of computer you have and. Um, the secondary applications are for, you know, editing if you want to keep notes uh, yourself and, or you want to read a book or a magazine. Um, now, grade two editing is not supported in the terminal. So if you're editing in grade two with the Braille editor, you cannot do the same thing if you're using your computer or phone unless your screen reader supports grade two uh, Braille entry, or you have a program installed like Perky Duck. Uh, and I don't know how you would do grade two Braille in iOS. Um, I'm not a Mac user, so I would imagine you might not be able to do it. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, and, um, I know some people have complained that why didn't the Mantis include speech? And uh, also, why doesn't the Mantis have a um, numeric keypad and, and or application's key and uh, page up, page down, insert, delete? And APH has said that they were trying to model the device after a typical Bluetooth keyboard like you'd see when you're using uh, an iPad or an iPhone or an Android phone. I have a Bluetooth keyboard that I do use with my Android phone. I just don't get Braille if I do that, but it, it has a layout quite similar to the uh, Mantis. Uh, APH says that the Mantis is the first uh, Braille display with a QWERTY keyboard, but I don't think that's true. Back in the 1990s, 
the German company Baum, they have a different name now. Uh, they had a computer uh, braille display with a QWERTY keyboard and a screen reader. It was called the Integrated uh, N, what was the N? Integrated Keyboard Access. It's called the Inca, and I did see it. Uh, I had already bought a braille display, so I really didn't need it. But uh, so that was another product. And I think the uh, the main thing I like about the Mantis is that it represents something new that hasn't been done before. Uh, you know, we typically often with, you know, in the past had just Braille displays that were all identical. They all had panning keys and maybe a Braille keyboard uh, and you use them with your screen reader in, in one way. And they might have some note-taking functions, but the Mantis actually has a QWERTY keyboard, which some people really like. Um, I, I have a Braille. I talked about that the last time. I find uh, writing rapidly, sometimes it's a little challenging on the Man Mantis. The keys feel a little small to me, um, at least compared to a computer and I find I make some typing mistakes, but uh, the Mantis comes with a, I don't know what the material is, that neoprene or it comes with a plastic case that protects the bottom. And I, I use that, but I would recommend getting the executive products case, which I think APH sells. It's like, other executive products cases where you fit the mantis in and then you can, when you're uh, not using it, you can fold uh, the case closed. I suppose you could buy um, other types of protective cases, which uh, would, would be fine too. Um, I would say I'm satisfied with the mantis for what it is. Uh, I've, as I said in my last presentation, I don't think that there is a one size fits all for uh, assistive technology. Everyone has their own uh, preferences. No matter what device you use, you'll have to have some kind of muscle memory, whether you're using a display like the Focus with JAWS and the JAWS Braille in feature, or whether you're using the Q Braille, where you have JAWS and Windows commands, but you're having to uh, move your fingers and contortions to accomplish them. Oh, and yet you have all the uh, Windows keys or in the Mantis where uh, you sacrifice some of the Windows keys, but there are other ways of doing things. And they usually work like uh, how a sighted person uses a laptop. Uh, another nice thing is that, uh, like the cube braille, when you hook the mantis up, the computer recognizes it as a keyboard. You don't have to deal with an issue like hybrid mode. It immediately sees it as a keyboard, even if you're not uh, using braille. So in theory, you could pair an Android phone with the mantis. You just wouldn't be getting any braille. Uh, I have tested the Mantis with an Android phone by plugging it into the USB port and using a shareware product called Braille TTY. And it did work. I felt like 
some of the commands were awkward and uh, didn't always work. And the uh, either uh, the phone makes very annoying uh, noises if you press a can panning key and the phone doesn't recognize or Braille TTY is trying to do something the phone doesn't recognize. And, you know, it's doable, but it's very inconvenient. Uh, a, a nice thing about the Mantis, which I should have mentioned earlier, is if you're learning Braille, especially if you're learning UEB or you're using a foreign language, you can type in a standard manner like a sighted person does, and you can actually see the uh, Braille character in, in uh, that Braille code. I have not tested other languages. There's a, in the settings, there is a uh, uh, language profile uh, and you can, you can choose keyboard layouts. I think it, the Mantis supports Spanish, maybe German. I've only used it with English. Um, Perhaps I forgot to mention, I, I guess I should have mentioned it does have a Wi-Fi. Uh, I do not know which version, versions of Wi-Fi or Bluetooth it uses, but I've never had any issues. Um, you can update, you can set, uh, when you get the device, once you've established a Wi-Fi connection, you can use that to check for software updates or up, update the software. I recommend. If you're doing a software update, plug the Mantis into um, AC power. So far, uh, since I've received it, I've only had to do one update. And that was when they added the Braille editor. I, I think it probably took, oh, five, ten minutes. I think the update failed the first time. But once I restarted it, um, it was fine. Um, the Mantis, another nice thing is that when you do your settings, you can uh, set it up to open terminal open terminal mode when you turn the device on. So if you're primarily using it with a computer and phone, uh, when you turn it on, you can uh, it'll immediately go to the terminal once it's started, and you'll be ready to go. It does have the same uh, kind of moving. Braille pin symbol, like the process indicator that the humanware displays do. And uh, the, so as I said earlier, if you're using a Brilliant then, or an e-reader, you're not going to have uh, much, many issues uh, adjusting to the Mantis other than um, that, the, uh, that you're dealing with a QWERTY keyboard. One thing which was an adjustment for me is I've been used to Braille displays that had controls on the sides as, as well as the bottom. The Braille, uh, Q-Braille, all the controls are to the left uh, or the right of the display, and there are no buttons on the face of it, whereas the humanware devices have uh, thumb keys, which they've uh, used, I believe, probably since the Braille note. I think the... Uh, Older Braille notes had thumb keys. Uh, they were a different shape. Uh, but once you get used to using thumb keys, it's not, it's not a big deal. Uh, I've, I've, re I've read 
uh, books from Bookshare, not the whole book, but I've done a lot of reading and I found it very com- a very comfortable experience. I could, you know, define the thumb keys the way I like while I was reading and then change them back to the normal configuration when I w- I'm, was using a computer. I really, if someone asked me if there was something that I wish the device could do, I think I'd be hard pressed to find something. I think it was well thought out. It does what it's designed to very well and no more or less. And I certainly would recommend it for someone who isn't so concerned about writing uh, in Braille, but they they want a Braille display, but they would rather type in a uh, conventional manner as a sighted person. Or... Once in a while, they might um, want to use the Braille editor. I know one of the controversies when the Mantis was new is people were upset that they could write in Braille uh, in the text editor and they could edit Microsoft Word, but the document would be saved in text. And um, I'm not sure why a person would want to write in Microsoft Word on a edit a document away from a computer, but I suppose that someone might have a good reason. Uh, But the other issue where people wanted Braille files, that has been resolved by them uh, by APH adding a Braille editor. And I think uh, I tried it and I've just not been very comfortable using the home row uh, to write Braille. It's, It's more me rather than the concept I'm not sure why it's, uh, I would say, um, switching between the cube braille and the mantis, it really depends on uh, what I'm doing or how tired my hands are. I find if I use a QWERTY keyboard for a long period of time, sometimes my wrist gets sore. Um, I also find it can be sometimes easier with a braille keyboard that everything is close by. But even then, my my wrist can get sore uh, as well. So it's 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 a matter of personal preference. I would never tell someone they absolutely needed a certain product. I think um, every product has its strengths and weaknesses, and uh, I look forward to seeing what APH will do with the Mantis. I know I'm on their discussion list, and they ma- mentioned the possibility of developing some kind of external device that you could connect to the Mantis that would provide speech, but they weren't sure of how they would do that. And to me, that just doesn't seem that important. I can use speech on a computer or on the uh, other note takers I have. And uh, I'm very satisfied with the device. And uh, most, uh, not most, uh, many of the people I no have it. I have a coworker that has one. Uh, she was using a, fo- a very old focus that wasn't supported. So when she found out um, she could get a payment plan to get it, uh, she got the Mantis. I'm not sure how she did it, but she got it from Humanware rather than APH. But she's uh, happy with it. Uh, if you're outside, uh, normally people get the Mantis from APH, but if you are outside the US, 
you would get it from the, you know, an international humanware dealer. So um, I like the quality of the Braille cells. They're crisp, uh, like you'd expect uh, the humanware products. The cursor routing buttons might take a little getting used to. They're very small and they're short of shape. Like, they're shaped like balls. And they're the same ones you would find on the uh, the new Brilliant products. They're not like the uh, ones you see on the HIMS display that are more rectangular shape um, or the larger ones that are on the focus. So I, I can't think of anything else. So if people have questions, uh, let me know. Okay, thank you very much, Dan. And uh, so if you have questions, uh, please uh, raise your hand in Zoom and request to speak in Clubhouse. And um, Natalie and Darcy will let me know and Dan know also uh, who is wanting to ask a question. We have two hands raised in Zoom. Okay, awesome. So oh, let's three. go with Okay, let's go with the first one then. All right. Um Scott Edwards, you can go ahead and unmute. All right. I have been a Mantis, Mantis user for almost two years. I've had no regrets. Had no regrets about it. I think it's a great product as well. And the uh, the main the main thing about using it with a computer is that there is little or no learning curve because the all of your keys are there that you would find on a computer keyboard, with the exception now. The, there is. Um, Dan may have just overlooked this. There is what's called the FN key, which is right next to the left-hand control key, which uh, can serve, when held down, can serve as a uh, as emulating, like home and end would be with left and right arrow, respectively. Page up and page down would be uh, up and down arrows, respectively, when held when used with the FN key. Um, other than, other than that, pretty much all of your keys are laid out like a laptop, <clears throat> and they're used in the same way. They're really just, I mean, you, you, you hook up the Mantis to a computer, you basically have another computer keyboard, which is right. laptop style. And also a uh, couple other things. I use the, um, I use the six the six key entry in the editor you just hit f12 to go and it'll show braille keyboard or standard keyboard i i use that on occasion whenever i'm i'm i've created a file that i want to make take special notes for me to look at in, in my own personal shorthand code that i've devised so that that comes in handy for that um also i believe uh, a couple more things uh, I believe the uh, the uh, another one that had a QWERTY keyboard was the Type Light from Blazy. I believe they came oh, out with basically yeah. a type and speak with a Braille display, similar to the Braille Light, but but uh, it was a type and speak with a with a Braille display. Yeah, and finally, yeah, <laughs> and finally, a carrying case. Uh, the carrying case I use, which I got from Amazon. Shortly after getting the Mantis, was is a Mac actually a MacBook Air case, which turns out to be a perfect fit for the Mantis. Now you can't use the you can't use the device while it's inside the case, but 
it's it's handy to to pull out and put in and and close up and it has it actually has magnetic flaps which which kind of which fold over and just just stick closed and it and it uh, you just pull it out and lay the mantis on top of the case and it make cushions it pretty nicely that way and then when you're done you just put it in and close it or fold it over another way uh, fold it over the other way if I'm I, I, I might t- I tend to fold it over the uh, t- towards the bottom uh, whenever I have it on and in sleep mode that's just kind of a reminder of a reminder for me that I've I've got it in sleep mode and I've got it inside of a like I'll have it in my what I call my notebook file which I used to jot as a general jot down for for notes and um and that's uh see I think that's basically all I had to say about the man at this time oh I do apologize I, I mean I didn't I didn't mention the ports and the type the uh power switch looks just like the power switch on the uh brilliant and the mantis has a USB-C port for a computer or uh, in the Android phone you can plug it into the wall and it has a USB uh, port for disk drives there is a difference between that and USB ports that communicate with computers and I can't remember I think one's called a host port Uh, I have not used it with a disk drive I think I did mention the FN key. One interesting thing is that on some laptops, if you press the FN key, it sort of toggles to another state. Like if you press it and then let it go, some of your other keys might work differently. But on the Mantis, the FN key, uh, in combination with other keys, always does the same thing. So there's no state that you have to worry about. I found, interestingly enough, in Excel, I could only uh, switch worksheets by uh, using Control FN and uh, up and down arrow, but it worked. Uh, I don't know why people complain about the lack of applications in Windows uh, page up, page down, and insert, considering that you can do all of those things very easily, as Scott pointed out. It's just a matter of developing uh, muscle memory. It's not a big deal. Okay. Thank you very much, Scott and Dan. Who is, um, well, let's see. Do we have anybody in Clubhouse yet, Darcy? We do not. Okay. Who is next, Natalie? Diane Scalzi. All right. Diane, hi. You are still muted, Diane, if you can alt A. Yeah, I know she's using Windows, so that's what it would be. Hmm. Oh. Unless she's using a phone. Okay, we'll come back to her. Yeah. Um, We'll go to Chanel. So, hello. Um, You mentioned that the Mantis doesn't have, like, the Victor Reader application. So, how do you read books? Because I know it can support, you said the services it can support, BARD, and I think you said Newsline. Uh, There are a couple ways. You can go into the 
library application, and I'm going to do that right now. There's a library application. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm going into online services now, and I see Bookshare, NFB Newsline, and Close. Now let's. Uh, oh, sorry, Bookshare and Newsline. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if I open Bookshare, like I'm opening the Bookshare uh, app, and it logged in, and um, I see. The menu most recent, uh, most popular, most recent browse categories, uh, previous downloads, uh, title search, author search, and uh, if I exit NFB News, I mean it was a very good question, Chanel. Um, yeah, like once you download the stuff, how do you read it? Well, there you can use the file manager. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going. I'm going to NFB. Newsline now, and you have choices, configure account, manage publications, sync content now. Well, I don't have an account. I, I took my NFB account off of this device. I'm just using the uh, Brilliant. Uh, but I can go into the file manager. Now. I'll go there now. Or and... you can use the library app just to go into that, and it'll show book list. and Because it, right. it puts things in a folder called books. So you don't really. So then, if I'm understanding, the library app must be like our Victor Reader app on the Humanware device. Yeah, exactly. It is okay. Uh, it's not, but if you open the file manager, you'll get the same file structure that you do on the on the Brilliant. The only difference is that you're not opening an app called the Victor Reader. Like I, I see. I, I just opened the. Uh, file manager and I went to books and I see I don't have anything and I'm going to documents and uh, I have a test document that I wrote uh, some documents that I wrote to test the editor and um, I, I honestly found the um, file manager a little bit confusing about how you deleted a book um, it didn't seem as straightforward as uh, I thought. Uh, I know in the Victor Reader app on the Brilliant, you have to manage publications. And I'm sorry, you have to. Uh, there's a, a hot key to delete. You can book. also do that in the file manager. Yeah, too. that's true. I, I've done that. Uh, so Thank you. Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I do have some. Uh, I do have some documents on here. I mean, I uh, primarily use my Brilliant for record keeping because it's small. Um, oh, some people ask um, if if you read an NLS book, if you have to unzip it, and the answer is, yeah, yeah, she'll have to uh, unzip it before you copy the uh, file to the. Um, uh, Mantis. Uh, unlike the Brilliant, the Mantis in the online books directory does not have an NLS subdirectory. If you um, on the Brilliant, if you download a um, book, uh, it will unzip in the in the, when you open the Victor Reader app. If you download a Bookshare book. On the mantis, it will unzip as well. 
And then when you're using it, you have the choice of downloading as, as a Daisy book or, or um, a BRF file. I've never really uh, experimented a lot with the Daisy uh, settings on the Mantis. Uh, I am starting to do that on the um, uh, Brilliant. There is a, oh, I think I've not tried it, but I think there's a mass storage mode as well, that if you want to copy things from your computer, you can, uh, you can do that. Oh, I lost connection here. I lost print. Yeah. Oh, now I have it. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, I'd lost Braille there for a second when I went back into the terminal, but it's it's fine. Uh, I think that's all I have to say to answer that question. Okay. Um, Diane, Diane, are you able to unmute yet? Hmm. Okay. Um, we'll go to Dan Miner. So I'm curious about the Braille display. I, I believe it's below the space bar. Yes. Uh, no. I mean, nope. yes, it is. No, it is <laughs> below. The, sorry, you tricked me. It is below the space bar. It's the nearest uh, thing to you that you will so, see. So, how far away is that Braille from from the space bar? How much space do you get there? Oh, I'm not very good in measurement but i would say probably a couple inches not far a couple of inches would be like like three fingers wide no probably more like i don't i don't know i'm not good at measuring i mean it's very close that if you're typing you won't have an issue reaching to the braille display well the thing i was concerned about actually hitting the pins while i'm typing because i i tend to rest my hands uh on that near the space bar <laughs> um you might but um i know some com people complain that it's sort of a subjective thing whether should the braille keyboard be uh in front of you for uh first and then the braille display behind or the other way around i know the focus display the um keyboard is furthest away from you except for the space bar and that took some people some getting used to it didn't uh, bother me but there again all of this is very subjective i think you would get used to the arrangement i don't think it'd be an issue for you well yeah i was just concerned you know depending i'm a programmer so i would be right. typing a lot then reading going back and forth between those. And so... Uh, uh, I don't think you'd have any issues. Yeah. I was trying to write JavaScript with it, and I didn't have any issues. Uh, there was something else related to that that I can't remember that I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it is, it is really... I was helping advise someone at work who was getting a braille display from her, uh, you know, yeah, in Vermont, and 
she's just new learning Braille. And I said, what you, what, what device you should get should depend on how you want to use uh, Braille, whether you, or how you want to input text. If you want to learn how to use a Braille writer type keyboard, then the Brilliant would probably be a good choice. Or if you're more concerned about reading and you just want to type in a way that you were accustomed to, then the Mantis might be better. Well, she she chose the Brailleer because she wanted to practice her uh, keyboarding skills in Braille, and she's very happy with it. And, you know, I suppose in those cases, you could still be, use a uh, computer keyboard, but what some people tell me is they like the idea they could put the Mantis in their lap and have the computer or phone a few feet away and they're, you know, operating everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say the battery life is good. It has a sleep mode like the uh, Brilliant. You um, push the power button once to go into sleep mode. doesn't um, turn the device off and then you push it again to take it out of sleep mode and you in settings you can adjust you can set up how long you want the device to work to be idle before it goes into sleep mode um i ha have had a uh issues occasionally when i was working and i went to shut down my computer and the mantis wouldn't shut off i don't know why that was aph wasn't sure Either I ended up either holding the power button until something happened, or I disconnected the mantis and plugged in with the dog. But somehow that got it into a state, a different state where I was able to press the power button and, and start the device up. Um, but that wasn't a serious issue. I've not had any uh, serious problems. I, um, I did damage the Braille display once because I didn't have it in the I hadn't gotten an exec, executive case, and I had to have a mantis repaired. But uh, I would say, for the most part, I've had very good luck. I haven't had any defective Braille cells, uh, as far as I can tell. And uh, I think APH did a good job. It's a device that does quite a bit, and it's used in many markets, and people are happy with it. I would say as far as weight is concerned, it's a little heavier than the Focus, uh, but not as heavy as the Q-Braille. But then with the Q-Braille, you also have a, a carrying case, which I recommend using for a variety of reasons. But you could probably easily carry the Mantis around with a computer, maybe put anything in a carrying bag or something, but... I mean, sighted people uh, carry around Bluetooth keyboards as well. I would say size-wise, it's about the same size as, oh, a Logitech Bluetooth keyboard you might buy uh, online. Although it weighs a lot more because it has a Braille display in it. All right. Um, Darcy, do we have anyone in Clubhouse? We do not. Okay. Um, Diane, have you been able to unmute yet? Hmm. Okay. 
Um, we will go with area code 518 ending in 517. If you can go, you can go ahead and unmute. Hi, this is Mary Beth. I just have two quick questions. Um, will the mantis save in words now or, or no? Um, I don't think so. Okay. It saves in text. You can add it, it Microsoft Word, but when you save it, it'll have the dot docs extension, but then that'll be followed by dot docs dot txt. Uh, it does not add. Oh, okay. Because I can see wanting to to take it out and you know um, change a word document and then wanting it to save in Word, and and then the sec second question is, um, is it so? Who does Tech support and repairs is that APH does both of those, or does HumanWare do? APH will do APH will do tech support, but HumanWare does the repairs. Okay, will HumanWare do tech support too, or don't you know? I don't know. I think they would do tech support internationally, but um, I have found if I contact APH tech support, I get uh, a live person. Most mm -hmm. of the time, if I've called oh, HumanWare, like for my Brilliant, I had some questions. I had to wait a couple of days um, for. Okay. And, and last week, I emailed them about something, and I didn't get a response. Which well, that's interesting because uh, I've usually I have a Brilliant, and I found them to be pretty pretty helpful, and and actually um, have found APH to be pretty not helpful. So it's it's yeah. it's good to to hear that um, that you're getting good tech support. Uh, from well, them. Thank it's you. All, it's also possible that HumanWare didn't know the answer to my question. It was a it was an iOS question, but Apple told me to contact HumanWare because they didn't have an answer. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, maybe. All right, um, Diane, have you been able to mute? All right, we'll go to Deborah. You can go ahead and unmute. Hello, uh, Dan, or anybody on the call here. How uh, I have the um, Focus 40 Blue fifth generation, which is the Braille on it is um, uh, really weird, um, where there should be an E. That it looks like there's an uh, AR uh, contraction, like the, for the word everybody. For some reason or other and it's doing all sorts of weird things on me i have tried to reset it um and i'm wondering somebody mentioned on the braille uh display users list about reformatting the uh, micro sd card in it and i don't uh just would anybody know how to do that I think somebody mentioned going to Windows and then pressing N, but I just got Notepad and I tried to type in the um, the uh, the search um, formatting an, uh, a micro SD chip, but I don't know. I I didn't get any results. So do, would anybody know that, or is it another setting on the Focus? that I need to be aware of uh, that I don't know about because I've been having trouble with this. Well, the focus, there, I mean, there are a lot of complicated things about how they implemented uh, file storage. You have to have uh, 
you have to install Freedom Scientific's file system, which I can't remember how to do it. It's been ages. Um, and that creates a directory structure on your micro SD card. I believe that with the focus now, at least when I had mine repaired, when it came back, it had a SD card in it, and that had all the uh, mm -hmm. files that... Uh, I would imagine, though, if you were going to... If you formatted an SD card on your computer, you'd lose all of the Everything. scratch pad features you'd have. Yeah. To yeah. I don't uh, think that's going to fix the issue. I don't think yeah, so either. Not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's probably a, a Windows issue or... Um, or you may need to clean it with some isopropyl alcohol. Yeah. That's yes. what it sounds like to me. <laughs> I, I've tried, you know what, I've tried cleaning it and it's just not, uh, you know, I've had it repaired since I've had it for about, I've had it for about two years. I've had it in the repair shop about four times. Yeah, me yeah. too. And I'm just kind of fed up with it because what's happening is it's, it's missing dots where dots should be. And I'm finding that... Yeah. With some blank lines, uh, dots are coming up that shouldn't come up. Well, yeah, it may need a repair again. But thank you, Deborah. We yeah. unfortunately we we kind of have to cut you short because yep, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we I want to make sure Dorlin has enough time to tell us about all the braille stuff, yep. and I want to make sure if there's any more questions. Yep. Thank you, though. Uh huh. So, Natalie, do we have anybody else? Uh, just Diane. Okay, and Darcy. We do not have anyone in Okay. Dorlin, if you're here, um, I think it's that. Well, first of all, I would like to thank you, Dan, for um, for presenting today and being with us and giving your time. I would like to thank Darcy for streaming, moderating, and broadcasting. And I would like to thank Natalie for hosting. And Dorlin, are you here to tell us about the upcoming Braille events? I am, indeed. Thank you, Nikki. Uh-huh. Um, awesome. So, hi, guys. Uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at Weekend Braille Together, we're having our Braille Bowl. It's going to be a team game. Um, all levels are welcome. A little bit like Knowledge Bowl, a little bit like Quiz Bowl, a little bit like Jeopardy. It's going to be a good time. Hope everyone can join us. Then every Sunday and Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we have our Braille breakout rooms where we help each other uh, work on Braille skills. Then uh, this upcoming Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, the Braillists across the pond, this is the only event that's not on the community call schedule, they're going to be having an event um, in conjunction with Bristol Braille Technologies and talking about Git and uh, computer science in Braille. Then, um, and you need to register for that at braillelist.org slash events. Then uh, this uh, Wednesday, we have a new event with Braille Together. At noon Eastern, we're going to have Touching February. Bring those Braille calendars, any of them that you've got, and we're going to go through them, see what holidays are listed, and help people who are newer to the Braille calendars decipher them. <laughs> then Thursday... Uh, at noon Eastern time, we have I Love Braille, and Frank Welty of the San Francisco Lighthouse for the Blind is going to be presenting about uh, the upcoming Braille challenge. And then, of course, there's 9 p.m., uh, the grade three Braille classes. Then Saturday, February 4th, we're going to be talking about slates and styluses at Week in Braille together at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then the following Saturday, we'll be back here for uh, doing Braille digitally. Back to you, Nikki. 
All right. Thank you very much, Dorlin. Thank you, everyone, for attending. Um, and I hope everyone has a great rest of your day and weekend. And I hope to see you in two more weeks. Thank you again, Dan, Darcy, and Natalie.